Meet Legacy Pack, making the next generation of conservative leaders with an America First agenda. Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Thursday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana, don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP. Uh, well, 2022, did it go the way that Republicans and conservatives thought it would? We've had that conversation many times here in the show. We, we started out like first couple hours after election day. It was threat level midnight, fire uh, you know, everywhere. Everybody's freaking out. Fast forward a, a month or so. Uh, we said, hey, maybe it didn't look too bad. We had our good friend Ted Harvey in the show saying, hey, maybe Republicans taking control of Congress. And, and actually, it was a smaller majority than we thought. Maybe that actually ends up being a good thing. So here we are now in 2023, and we are planning for, yes, 2024. It is right around the corner. I know, believe it or not, folks, we're already getting ready to have that conversation. So to have that conversation, joining us today, talking about the Legacy Pack, which is trying to help bring an America First agenda to conservative candidates here for the GOP. Angie Wong is joining us. Angie, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, thank you, Brian, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us and looking forward to learning more about Legacy Pack. But first, do us a favor, introduce yourself to the audience and your history here in conservative politics. Sure. Thank you. Um, I'm Angie Wong. I am president of Legacy Pack. We're a brand new pack. We're here to support the next generation of conservative leaders and also to support and hold the line for Donald J. Trump. And hopefully we're going to get him in for 2024. Uh, we have already spoken to his team and we're making all the ducks, you know, line up for him. So uh, we're going state by state as we did in 2022 for the midterms. We're looking for great conservative leaders, real leaders, not just show horses, but work horses as well to kind of lead us forward. Because you know what? Congress is getting old. <laughs> We need to kind of upgrade them a little bit. And I think we did that a little bit uh, in the midterms. We didn't get everyone that we wanted to. But you know what? A lot of them were, were first time runners. And, you know, the, the game of campaigning is name, face, recognition. So I think we're going to have you're going to see second time runners. You're going to see a new and improved and refined candidates list. Uh, the first round was a little messy, but that's how it always is. Um, but I think this round uh, for 24 and even 23, we're going to have some really incredible candidates. And we're hoping to handhold them into Congress like we had, you know, for a few of our freshman uh, members of Congress today. So, um, yeah, no, we look forward to doing it again in 24 and 26 and 28 and however long we're around. Well, and let's talk about the values of Legacy Pack, which is, to the, uh, the teaser I, I mentioned in the intro, the America First agenda, that thought process carrying into candidates as we're looking here into 2024. And, and I'm glad you did mention 2023 because I think, you know, we do forget the local elections, which is why, hint, I did write an ebook, by the way, folks, a free ebook, which is how to win your local election. Learn more over on our website, briannicholshow.com, but that's a different conversation for a different day. For Legacy Pack, let's talk about the America First agenda that you're focusing on. What does an America First agenda look like and how would you articulate that to our audience? Oh, well, I mean, it's, you know, I, 
President Trump really did lay the line for everything that is America first. I mean, it, it should be self-explanatory, but again, it always is putting American values first, putting in uh, the church first, and putting in our kids first. We've forgotten about so many of those things. And now, because we've kind of fell out of line for the last two years, you see where we are in America. So we need to bring it back. We cannot focus necessarily just, we can't allocate all of our money to the Ukraine or to China or to anywhere else. We really have to kind of look at, look after our own citizens because um, we're all hurting a lot and not just with inflation, but I think every single aspect that I used to know growing up here in the U.S., it's kind of been messed around with. So we're here to put all the parts back together. I've got kids. My colleagues have kids. We want our, our kids to kind of benefit from the way we grew up in the 80s and 90s um, and, and have those same opportunities. And unfortunately, so much of that has gone away. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be like romantic and like romanticizing the 80s and 90s. But look, we had it pretty good, right? We had decades without war. We had almost like uh, too much money. Uh, we had a lot of money, you know, spreading around the U.S. And there was a lot of people buying stuff. And those are good times, right? And now we're kind of, everyone's cutting back. Eggs are a dollar a piece, um, you know. And it's it's sad that we fell so fast, so hard. So, so I guess what's the future look like for America if we keep down the current path, right? Let's not look towards a positive future, yeah, we'll paint that picture later in the episode. But let's talk about what road we're currently going down. That's two years now into a Biden administration, and it's been rocky, to say the least. And with that, now we finally do see a little bit of a split in Congress. But I'm just going to be you know, honest with you, Angie. Back when uh, President Trump was in office in 2018, we had Republican-controlled uh, president, Republican-controlled Senate, and Republican-controlled Congress. And they didn't get too much done. So uh, I guess that does speak to your point of also the importance of your PAC. But currently, if we're going down this path where a lot of Republicans just seem to be kind of uh, truly rhinos, Republicans in name only, just getting the R next to their names so and get reelected. Uh, and then we have more Democrats just continuing to push the spending, push the, the social policies continuously further to the left. Where do we end up? I know. Well, so that's what happened, right? We, we just experienced two, three years of almost full democratic control. And what we've seen is, I would never balance my, my checkbook this way, but we've seen Americans just give out money, like everywhere, everything is a handout. And unfortunately it, it's gotten to be to the point where not even my children, but my grandchildren will be paying for today's bill. And you know, now we're talking about raising the debt ceiling um, I, you know, I, I saw Rick Scott the other day and I said, please vote no on that. Please rally up your, your guys. Do not vote yes on this one because we can't, we can't keep raising it. I mean, I know, I know why he may want to, but at the same time, I, I think there are kind of shorter term mitigations to not raise the debt ceiling. Um, we, we have the pendulum swinging the other way right now, which is a little bit more to the right. And I have to imagine because it's been on the left so far, it's going to go really right. And now I think in the next two years, you're going to see kind of something happening in the middle, right? There's mm. been a lot of infighting. There's been a lot of like just big personalities and name callings and whatnot. I, I, I think everyone is moving on. I think people are growing up from this. Um, you felt the exhaustion. I don't know if you did, Brian, but I felt the exhaustion when the House Speaker vote uh, was dragging on into like day four, and day five. You know, at some point, 
you know, both sides has, they have to give a little bit. And I think now you're seeing, okay, so we went from left, now we're going to the right. And if history repeats itself, it's going to go somewhere in the middle. And, you know, again, maybe it might be a time of stability. Um, but, you know, what we're going to be seeing with this new Congress, with this new Republican House, is you're going to be seeing a ton of investigations, right? So that's what we have look, to look forward to in 23. We've already seen uh, from the left all the which all the ways they're going to massage uh, the narrative and and say, well, you didn't see that. That didn't happen. Or, you know, or, or push a certain narrative before, you know, conclusions can even be made, before investigations can even be started. Uh, so we're, um, we're monitoring that. Um, but I think that is the pressure point that we have to hit. Whether or not we're going to have full investigations on all the items that the America First agenda has on January 6th, on big tech corruption, on all those things, I'm not sure. I'd love to see you know, Hunter Biden's laptop fully be exposed and also, you know, the, the cover up behind that. But I think now the pressure points are being pushed and I, you know, we may be able to back channel some of the things that we want from the America First agenda that way versus a full blown investigation um, that I think we're all hoping for. I made the cringe face towards Hunter Biden's laptop because do we really want to see more on there? Oh, God, more of those lovely pictures. Um, but no, uh, I, I hear your point. I'm just being silly. So let's talk about now to, I guess, and this has been something that we've been talking about here in the show. And this is how do we, and this is from your perspective, address the top of mind issues that folks are currently dealing with day to day. You mentioned a few of them, but beyond just saying, Hey, I hear you. How do we now bring solutions to the table and make the, the, the problem actually go away or at least go towards uh, the right direction. What's the the best way to communicate that? Because sometimes these can, uh, processes can take weeks, months, years. So it's not as simple as just waving a magic wand and making everything better. It's going to take time. So how do we do that? And now a word from our sponsors. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Well, I think it's a, a lot of it is happening organically. Mm. You have people who are apolitical for a very long time, if not their entire lives, having to wake up and do something. You have moms all of a sudden going to PTA meetings and school board meetings and raising their voices, right? And you have parents now uh, becoming, you know, elected officials, running for public office. So people are waking up because guess what? A lot of us, we depend on the public schools, we depend on our police, we depend on all those things, those wonderful things that the government does give us. And we didn't appreciate it until it was taken away from us this past year. And we didn't understand how much we needed it in our bedrock to really kind of grow within our own legacy and our own families. And um, so I think that's what's motivated a lot of and woken up a lot of apolitical people, um, you know, 
Last year was all about the political fight, about winning the midterms. I think this year, although there are still very important races, both state and federal, there are still some congressional seats uh, up for grabs in places like Mississippi. Um, I think what Legacy PAC will be focusing on is the media and culture wars that are happening. Because what I'm seeing now with AT&T taking down um, Newsmax, as well as OAN, uh, two channels that I love and I'm on uh, from time to time. You know, I see that being a real issue. And I think the media war and cultural wars is something that we've always kind of shied away from. We knew it was a problem. We just didn't know how to deal with it. But I'm here to tell you, we're going to deal with it. Because if all those channels and all your ways of communications are censored, well, this is a real problem. This is something that uh, I educate candidates that I work with on is right now you have the government, all of the government systems being run through um, an AI learning system, right? So Google and other uh, vendors are now providing AI learning. And if conservative voices are taken down now, it means that we are being written out of the future language. And that is something near and dear to my heart because I do understand this. I 20 years ago, fought for AI engineers uh, to, or AI uh, companies to hire more women engineers because um, there's a sensitivity as you're doing the AI learning. And there's also coding that, you know, again, a lot of this is an, it's an art. Um, but I see I, I'm applying almost the same kind of advocacy for conservatives now because look what's happening on YouTube. You can't say certain keywords without being taken down. You are now self-censoring yourself on Twitter, on Facebook, and everywhere else because you're afraid they're going to take down your entire account. Um, and so whether it's self-censoring or the big tech censoring for you, the conservative voice has, well, lessened. Maybe not, we're not quiet. Clearly, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, but is that enough to really echo throughout you know, all the AI learning that's being taking place right now. Um, and I can go on and on about this, but I think that's why we're, you know, there was such a big push for pronouns and all these like special words and other words that you can't use. I mean, I went to a PTA meeting, which stands for Parent Teacher Association. I couldn't use the word parent because I don't know, that's a trigger word. I don't know. It was a bad word. Um, so, you know, all of this is being rewritten on purpose because big tech understands that in the future, these words will have different meanings. Um, and that's that's the goal here. And I want more and more people to understand that. Can you do us a favor and just go back to the Newsmax and uh, OAN story with AT&T? Uh, just fill the viewers in who aren't aware. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this week, AT&T, who owns Direct uh, TV, took down Newsmax overnight. Uh, Newsmax was in a renewal negotiation with AT&T and Direct TV. Um, from what I understand from people I've spoken to on the inside, it wasn't much of a negotiation. They're, they're, essentially, their contract was coming up, and both sides just didn't reach out to each other to renew it. And so now they've completely just uh, let it lapse. Uh, that was about 35 million viewers who woke up uh, uh, this week and could not watch, uh, rather last week, and could not watch Newsmax. And that is the problem, right? Because if that is your go-to channel for your information, for your news, for the way you live your life and, you know, how you make decisions during the day 
based on headlines and the news, you're not going to get that anymore. Now, we saw the same thing happening with One America a News Network, which is OAN, uh, a few months ago, maybe about a year ago. They were also taken down by DirecTV, followed by Verizon, which, you know, shrunk their viewership from millions to thousands within a few weeks. And now, you know, you would have to essentially go to fringe uh, platforms or really, you know, or subscribe to them to get that content. And that was, you know, a growing conservative uh, uh, news network. So the future, right, of America, of the world, I guess, depending on now, let's look at the positive uh, outlook, right? We did the negative. If we keep down this path, what things might look like. Now let's look at what things could look like if we were to take a, a pivot, right, towards the uh, the positive. What do you envision that looking like? And obviously, how could folks uh, get involved? Let's say they want to uh, learn more and take part in a legacy pack. Right. Well, thank you for that. And look, we I can we can talk about all the problems we have all day long. But, you know, the truth, the truth is the future is red. And I really feel that because I've traveled to 17 different states. I've talked to candidates. I'm seeing what's going around. I'm seeing random people come up to me and where, you know, where I am, uh, whether it's a convention or a bus tour or some sort of election rally. And they are just like lit up. And I know they're motivated. They don't have direction. And I don't know if I'm the right person to give direction. I'm hoping our elected officials will be. I'm happy to be a voice. I want multiple voices out there um, because everyone's looking for an answer. But here's the good news. We discovered where the problems are. And I have to thank Elon Musk for buying Twitter because that really opened up all those things that we're feeling like, well, I, I know I didn't write something wrong on Twitter. Why am I a Russian bot all of a sudden? And, you know, we're now understanding what the mechanics of that censorship look like, and we got a taste of it. And I think that was a very valuable two, three years that we've had, where we had to stay home, where we were censored, where things that didn't sound right were kind of being told to us, like, you didn't see that with your eyes, but that's, you know, what we're telling you to believe. We got to taste what that would look like. And that's the future that uh, certain Democrats would want us to have. Um, I think people rejected that because they know thyself. And they're like, no, the sky is blue. I'm pretty sure of it because I'm looking at it with my own eyes. Please don't tell me it's like, you know, all these other things. Um, and, and I think people woke up to it. So um, I think what we can do is uh, understand what this is that we're in and then push it forward whether you know you're you're motivated by what's happening in your schools or what's happening in your local county or what's happening federally or for me um, my background has been journalism and a little bit about myself uh, is that i went overseas i was a foreign correspondent um, and also a, an assistant editor, news editor for South China Morning Post. And when I had started there, and this is a newspaper, a very big newspaper in Hong Kong and China. Um, it was owned by Rupert Murdoch. And um, a little bit after I started, it was sold to a Chinese family and then to Jack Ma, who owns Alibaba. Now, when Jack Ma took over that newspaper, 
um, it was clear it was a propaganda paper. Luckily, I had left long before, but I had many colleagues who stayed on. Um, and essentially, they were their bosses were the CCP. So I saw a perfectly fine, respectable newspaper uh, go from that to something that you know you can you can write op eds and you can write you know the real news with um, into a propaganda paper. And that was in the early 2000s. When I moved back to the U.S., I saw the same thing happening to the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, and L.A. Times, USA, all of those. And it broke my heart because these were the, the news publications that I idolized growing up. And to see them no longer practice journalism but activism um, and still have a, a large audience really believing, like, this is clear well-reported, multi-source news, um, it, it, I, I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't figure it out because I would never allow for most of the stories and headlines to come out the way I saw in 2015, 2016. I haven't even looked at these papers anytime, like in, in the recent years, but um, it was clear that, you know, these trusted sources were well, lying to you. And I'll, I'll say that because they took very vague, I guess, Twitter posts now we're finding out, right? With Hamilton 68. I don't know if you're following that story. Yeah. They'll take a fake uh, Twitter source and put it as a headline and then sell it to you like, yeah, this is news. that's what's happening. And now we see the whole chain of command in that. And I love this story because it's the best kind of gotcha journalism that I've seen in a long time. So thank you, Elon Musk, for doing all of this. Thank you, Matt Tlaib, for exposing all of this. I mean, you guys deserve Nobel Peace Prizes. $44 billion, very well spent. <laughs> um, well, with that being said, too, and as we go towards uh, final thoughts for today, I'll kick things off. Um, this is exactly why we've been having folks in the show like you, Angie, like Ben Swan from Sovereign, for like uh, Tony Brazunas, formerly of Huffington Post, uh, because we want to hear the the behind the scenes. What has happened? Where has media gone? Where, we, where, where was it? And to your point, it used to be, quote, trusted, right? There were standards that were maintained. Ben Swan talked about this. There were standards. And then all of a sudden, much like you, he just looked around and he realized that the standards that he had been holding to, what he was holding himself to, were no longer being held by his his coworkers. And, and that speaks, I think, to exactly why we have to do what we're doing, not just here in the greater conservative, libertarian, liberty movement, whatever you want to call, whatever it is that we find ourselves in here today in 2023, but also what we're doing here, you know, the Brian Nichols Show in, in alternative forms of media, starting things like Liberty Pack, it, it, or Legacy Pack, excuse me. It is important for us to start to find ways to make things better, to be the change that we wish to see in the world, because frankly, I'm tired of it. I don't want to constantly have this back and forth where it's, uh, uh, to your point, uh, uh, you know, one side versus the other who's trying to misinform the other side. Like, this, the truth is what will win, and it's on us to be the truth tellers and to, like, lead people to solutions that once they see it, they can't unsee it. So that's my final thoughts. What do you have for us for your final thoughts today? And of course, Angie, where can folks go ahead, find you to continue the conversation today? Well, I love your final thought. I'm going to echo on that. I will say that probably one of the best things to happen in the last few days is that AT&T and DirecTV kicked off Newsmax. Because now I'm thinking we need to own this space, your space, Brian, 
podcast space. We should move all of the conservative re Republican economy over to this type of platforming and to get our content and news that way. We, we should just say, you know what? They're just going to keep doing this to us. They're going to keep censoring all the channels that we enjoy, all our news sources and, and, and revenue streams, right? Um, let's just not play their game. Let's play a brand new game that's smarter. So I, I'm so thankful for your programming. And I know it's a big time commitment uh, for you to continue doing these shows. And I want to keep supporting more and more podcasts like yours. Um, for me, you know, we would love to invite you if you're in CPAC this year, we're going to be in Washington, D.C. We're going to have a great congressional event where we have lots of freshmen congressmen that we help get in uh, during midterms. They're going to come back and speak at our event at the University Club on March 2nd. And that's the second night of CPAC. We would love to invite you and all your viewers there. Please reach out to me at legacy pack pac.org. That's legacy-pac.org. Thank you so, so much for letting me get all that out. <laughs> no, absolutely. And we'll make it easy for folks to all the links in the show notes. Uh, so all you got to do, click the artwork in your podcast catcher. If you are one of the 99% of folks who are joining us on the podcast version of the show, it'll bring you right over to briannicholsshow.com where you can find, yes, today's episode. But you can also find all 673 other episodes. Ooh. I know, right? Woo! No wonder I've been getting so tired. Uh, but also, with that being said, folks, if you enjoy today's episode, please do me a favor. Do Angie a favor. Go ahead. Give today's episode a share. Tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. All links will be included in the show notes. So you can go ahead and find Angie. Plus, you can find the video version of this show available on YouTube, Odyssey, and on Rumble, wherever it is you want to consume your video content. We are there. Just do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. And otherwise, folks, you want to get in touch with me, email me, brian at briannicholsshow.com. And by the way, you want to get some awesome Liberty swag where we have awesome stuff like our Good ideas don't require force. Snapback, we have backpacks, garden signs, t-shirts, and more over at our shop. Go to briannicholshow.com. Link for the uh, shop there on the homepage. That's all we have for you. Oh, beyond that, use code TBNS to get 10% off. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Angie Wong. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support.